three, two, one. Welcome back. UFC 249 was awesome. Awesome. All the fights from start to finish um, were great. The majority of them were very even um, in terms of skill. Um, and man, it was just a fun night. The crowd really, I, I've said this before, but the crowd really had no effect on, on the night for me. I thought it was really cool how you could listen to the coaches, listen to the fighters. You could hear every punch that landed. Um, it was just a super cool night. So, uh, you know, how all of the fights turned out was really interesting. Um, I got the majority of my predictions right, but the one I definitely got wrong was the main event. So I'll dive into that in a second, but, um, man, I mean, everyone so far is healthy afterwards, um, in regards to Corona and all that, especially Ferguson, you know, he's pretty beat up, but he'll be fine, of course. Um, but I mean, that only means good things from now on, um, in terms of sports. So super happy. Everything went well. It was a super fun night, but yeah, let, let me give my uh, two cents on all, all the fights here because man, they were great. I honestly loved watching Every single one, start to finish, from the from the two early prelims through the end. I, it was just a great night. So starting with the main event, of course. Um, wow, what a performance by Justin Gagey, right? I honestly wasn't predicting that um, at all. I knew that he had um, the stand-up advantage, but I did not think it would go that way at all. And if anything, this kind of shows... Um, I know Ferguson has fought a lot of good, good fighters, but it, I mean... It kind of discredits, you know, his his past few performances to see how, you know, he's been dominating all of these guys. But when he when he fights a real top competitor like Gagey, he gets, you know, blown out like that. It was kind of, kind of crazy, because, I mean, if if it went to this, a decision, I mean, it's a at least a uh, 50-45 decision for Gagey. I mean, it was a clear victory, a hundred percent, and um, I think the stoppage was also correct. I know Ferguson was a little ups a little upset because uh you know he didn't go down, he didn't get truly finished. But I mean, those last couple hits Gagey had, Ferguson, you know, was shaking his head. He barely even could see, he couldn't even stand. Um so yeah, I think stoppage was completely fine. But yeah, man, Gagey had an outstanding performance. I don't think anyone has done that well um in that big of a fight on the feet. Um Probably since McGregor beat Alvarez so bad. Um, but man, this just sets up a, a great fight between Gagey and Khabib, right? But um, if you haven't seen, they uh, they already got the uh, the odds for that fight going. And I know Khabib is like a minus 200-something favorite, I think. Um, and I mean, I agree with that. Not to discredit Gagey's performance whatsoever. I honestly think that was an unbelievable performance. From start to finish, he was able to land every single left hook that he he threw with power. All of them landed, and it would have knocked anyone out. I mean, there's there's Ferguson, um, McGregor, maybe Khabib, or like Nate Diaz. There's barely anyone that can take repeated punches that that hard and uh, stay standing. So, I mean, incredible resilience by Ferguson, but man, Gagey was was top of his game. But yeah, for him fighting Khabib, that'll be interesting. Because, I mean, obviously Gagey's improved since even the last time, you know, his last fight when I saw him. Um, he's improved a ton, but Khabib's a different animal. And when you look at Khabib's last fights, Poirier, 
who people think has better stand-up game than Gagey, got submitted in the second round. Connor, who definitely has better stand-up than both of those guys, got submitted in the fourth round, right? So it'll be interesting to see if he can find the answer for for Khabib's wrestling. He is an All-American wrestler, so hopefully maybe that'll give him some advantage um, compared to some of those other guys, but it'll be interesting. And I, I mean, I can't wait to see it. It'll it'll be a great fight, um, nonetheless. I'm sure. Uh, but as you as you could tell uh, in his post fight, you know, interview, Gagey, all he wants is that fight with Khabib. He didn't even really want that interim belt around his waist because he thinks, uh, you know, it's not the real one, so it's not as as worth to him. You know, um, for the co-main event, Henry Cejudo called that one. Um, a lot of people especially Dominic Cruz, um, is upset that it was stopped the way it was. But man, when Henry landed that that knee to the, to the side of Cruz, I, I even thought it was over from there. And Cruz was complaining. He was like, oh, well, I was trying to get up. In the ref's defense, there was 11 unanswered shots where Cruz just had his hands flat you know, on the ground where Henry's just hitting them as hard as he could. And then when the ref stepped in, he like turned his head and then, you know, stepped in because obviously they don't want to get, they don't want to get hit either. But the second he did that, then Cruz started to get up. So I don't even think the ref was really looking at, looking at Cruz when he was trying to stand up. I think he had already made his decision. Um, and I think Cruz was probably very rocked. It, you see it all the time. People will get knocked out and then you know, try to grapple on the ground with, you know, their brain isn't even, you know, they're not even thinking clearly, and they still try to grapple on the ground, they start fighting with the ref or whatever, so it's really hard to tell um, if Cruz was still actually going to be in that fight, but if, you know, you, you get 11 unanswered shots on you while you're laying on the ground after a brutal um, knee, then... I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be arguing with the ref. I think he did what's the safest call and probably the best call in that scenario. So, but man, Henry Cejudo retiring, huh? Well, I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense. You win a Olympic gold medal, and then you win the championship in two different weight classes in the UFC, and then beat the best fighter in that division of all time, um, in kind of a short span. And he made a good point. Um, since he was like a tiny little kid, I, I forgot what age, he said four or six or something. He's trained every day, um, you know, for 20 plus years. So it has to be taxing. And obviously he hasn't, he probably hasn't been able to live his life the way that he's wanted to with all of the training going on. So um, seeing he wants to start a family and all that, that's totally okay by me. I think it's a, a fine call. If that's what he wants to do. That's great. I think he already, you know, submitted his legacy and in multiple different organizations, so, but also, I, I heard that he wasn't getting as much money as he wanted, so this could also just be a ploy to, to have Dana White pay him a little bit more to stay, uh, which, I mean, it's not the, it's not the worst attempt, right, by Henry, so, but, um, overall, that was a great fight, um, nonetheless, Henry did a really good job landing leg kicks, which was, which was interesting to me, because Cruz is known, you know, he had that weird style. He was bouncing around. He seemed to be controlling the octagon really well, but Henry was able to just get really close to him and land those big, big 
um, leg kicks that Cruz was having trouble checking, um, which was very interesting. Very interesting. But, um, man, that was a, I mean, that's a great fight. I'm interested to see what Dominic wants to do next. Obviously, he can stay in the, in the division and keep fighting. And, you know, a bunch of those guys are still around. Dillashaw after suspension, Garbrandt, all those guys. Um, Moraes. So he has a ton of people that are, are probably going to be willing to fight him. And um, I'd love to see him stick around, but also I love him as a commentator. So whatever he chooses to do, um, I'll be cool with it. Um, I like him both ways. So, And, uh, man, Francis Ngannou, right? Wow. Like, that wasn't even close. 20 seconds, especially seeing Rosenstreich had called him out after his last win, said he wanted Ngannou. I mean, that's one scary man right there. He just, he, he they you know, they came out so slow. Um, looked like it was just going to be a very technical stand-up fight. And then Ngannou just started swinging. And he, he missed four or five uh, hooks before he even landed the last one, but didn't matter. Um, what was interesting is Rosenstreich was, like, backing up. He looked like he wasn't even, he didn't try to counter uh, well. I mean, he landed one counter right as Ngannou was going in but after that he was just backing up against the cage and then finally got uh got clipped um but man that's a scary Nganu. that'll be interesting for stipe and cormier whoever wins that because i mean if cormier was able to win a stand-up battle against stipe i know Nganu can um and then with Nganu's just sheer strength will cormier be able to get him to the ground and, and grapple with him so I'd like to see the Cormier fight more, so hope you know I'm rooting for Cormier in, in that uh, trilogy. But man, Ngannou looks really good, um, and no one seems to be on at his level in terms of uh, strength at all. So that was just the that was the most dominant performance of the night. Obviously, 20 second knockouts, insane. And I mean, that's you know, I don't even know how many fights in a row now is a first round knockout. But, I mean, the majority of his fights have been since he started MMA. So, just absolutely, absolutely crazy performance. Um, but, man, I, and we're just gonna, Those are three fights, the last three fights, which were fantastic. But, I mean, the rest of the card, too, was, was incredible. Um, Calvin Cater finishing Jeremy Stevens with, you know, an elbow, dropping him. And then that, that elbow on the, uh, on the ground that cut his, cut his forehead pretty bad. Man, that was, I mean, Cater's not messing around. His his stand-up game is is very, very good. Um, I'll be interested in the future. I mean, you know, he's got Aldo over there. You have Max Holloway. I was, I was talking to my dad. I think Max Holloway would be a good fight for, for Cater because Holloway has those really quick, sharp punches just like Cater does, um, but he obviously has more experience, championship experience. So... If Cater wants to move up to that next level, um, and maybe fight Volkodovsky in the future, I think maybe maybe a fight with uh, Holloway would be nice. That that'd be a good one for him. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole fight. He landed a Cater also landed a clean right hand. He just did a little um, jab and landed a clean right hand that probably would have knocked a lot of people at least down. Um, in the division, but, you know, Jeremy Stevens is a tough guy, so, um, so, I mean, Cater wins that, 
Um, Dana White said he's going to get a little a little bit of bonus money for the performance. Plus, he gets 30% of Stevens' purse for for missing weight. So he's making a bunch of money. He got a bunch of exposure. So overall, for Cater, that's an unbelievable night for him. Um, but, I mean, I, I saw that one coming, too. Steven, Steven seems to, you know, he's too reckless. And to have such a technical guy like Cater, um, I figured that was going to happen eventually. But, man, that elbow clean in there was nice because Stevens, you know, is a smaller guy. He had to close the distance. And um, so I'm sure Cater had, had known that beforehand and, and practiced those elbows inside. Um, but, man, <laughs> just another Jeremy Stevens fight of the night, you know. Or it's close. Obviously, the, the two main events were fight of the nights because they're championship material and all that. But um, for Stevens to be on all of these, you know, the undercards so much in these pay-per-views, and, you know, every time he fights, he's – bringing out just a, a beast inside and it, it brings it makes the other fighters better too so um that was probably one of my favorite favorite fights of the night because they just came out and were real technical um and it was nice to watch because there's no pressure on it like when I'm watching uh, a Nunes fight or McGregor fight you know I get nervous because I I'm big fans of them in this fight it was just nice to see how technical and um it was just a, a great fight all around um first fight on the main on the main event though um, Greg Hardy, nice win, um, over to Castro, I felt bad to Castro, had, you know, it looked like he broke his foot, and Hardy had a big, a big size advantage over him, it looked like when they were in there, um, but Hardy did well, he's improving, 100%, um, his post-fight interviews, he seemed, you know, he seemed really nice, seemed, obviously, um, I know he's gotten in trouble in the past with, with a few things, but I mean, if he's making a turnaround, I I think it's a really good one. Um, I definitely see potential in him. He's still really young in the sport. Think about it. Not not too long ago, he was just in the NFL, so this is a, a whole different ball game. And uh, but I thought that was a great performance. I thought he clearly won. Um, it probably could have been. I know it was a thirty to twenty-seven. For all three judges, but maybe even more in those in those later rounds when, because the Castro he didn't throw too much in the last two rounds just because his foot was broken it seemed like it was really bothering him, um, but that was a great win for Hardy. Um, there was a little bit of controversy in the uh, Pettis Cerrone fight. I after the fight I went on Twitter just to see everyone's reaction and everyone was saying Cerrone was robbed. Um, I don't really think so. When I watched the fight, I thought it was 29-28 Pettis. Um, I don't know if you saw anything different. Obviously, um, just tweet at me or comment on my Instagram if you think differently, but I thought Pettis won that fight. That head kick Cerrone landed was very nice, but it seemed like Pettis had just a lot of more um, volume punches. He was hitting Cerrone really hard. Um Whereas Cerrone was just being, even though he's is he he was more way more technical than the McGregor fight, fought way better than the McGregor fight, but I'm interested. I think maybe because he performed so well compared to how he did against McGregor, people are hyping up his performance more than they should have because, you know, that's normal cowboy, that's how he had been his whole career, how he normally you know fights. Um, so if people maybe. Didn't re don't really know that 
you know, they can only judge based on his last two performances. He looks so much better there. Um, but I thought Pettis outstruck him in, in, in two rounds but and, um, and landed those huge, huge shots, which it's hard because when the fans aren't there, you have to really pay attention to, to how the fighters react to, to getting hit. And it looked like Cerrone multiple times seemed a little a little wobbly like he had gotten, you know, rocked, whereas Pettis didn't, um, even though the head kick obviously hurt him a lot. But that was it, in my opinion, for the whole fight. I think that was the only one that really hurt him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Pettis won that fight. Like I said, Pettis had a lot to lose on this fight. So congrats to him on winning. Uh Sadly, I don't know if he won over too many fans because a lot of people seem that Cerrone seem like uh, Cerrone won, so that's interesting. But um, I'm I'm interested to see what both of them do in the future. I don't think either of them are you know going to retire at all. I think they're both going to continue fighting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That one was that one was a, that one was weird, and the Michelle Waterson one was also weird because. I didn't even know how to judge the Sparza Waterson fight. In my opinion, it looked like neither of them were trying to hit the other person. They were playing a social distancing fight. Um, and Esparza, it was weird. Esparza did not win 30-27. So that one ref is a little off. <laughs> I mean, that seems to be a trend in the UFC. But yeah, that ref is definitely not right. Um... They both definitely won a round, and then I think it was the second round could have gone either way. So again, with no crowd, and you're just judging based off you know little things that you see. Um, it did look like Esparza was controlling the octagon more. It seemed like she was pressing more, um, like how Paula Costa, you know, even though him and Yoel when they were fighting, uh, you know, they both landed bombs, they were both trading a lot, I think Costa won that decision because he was pressing the entire time, whereas Romero was backing up, and to me it seemed that, like Michelle was just staying away, keeping her distance, and it's really weird because I thought, I I definitely think she was the be- she's a better fighter at this point in time than Esparza, Esparza was once amazing, I, I get that, I'm, you know, nothing against her there, but I don't know, I feel like Michelle should have done more, but I think Esparza just seeing neither of them didn't do too much, and Esparza was controlling the octagon the majority of the time. Um, you know, I, I would give it to I would have given it to Esparza probably a a twenty-nine twenty-eight across the board. Or a twenty-nine twenty-eight and then have the one random ref go twenty-nine twenty-eight for Michelle, um, but everyone online was saying Michelle easily won. I didn't see that either. Um, I'll rewatch all the fights and, and try to figure it out, or at least the, the the last two I've mentioned. But you know, I thought Pettis won his, and I thought Esparza won his by both by uh, split decision. So I mean, Pettis won by unanimous again. I think it could have been a twenty nine twenty eight, twenty nine twenty eight, and then. 29-28 for, for Cerrone, too. Um, just based on how judges normally are. Uh, 
but yeah, I'll I'll have to look more into that because, you know, if you see something that that I apparently did it didn't, let me know. But um, I was watching it with my mom and dad, and they seemed to agree with me, you know, while we were watching. So, um, just let me know. But yeah, yeah, moving right along. Um, Alexi Olenek defeating Fabrizio Verdum. That was a big. That's a big win. That was interesting. Um, Verdum started to pick it up a little bit, uh, for sure in the in the third. But uh, great performance by Olenek on the feet, honestly. And he almost got submitted. Verdum almost did it, but we've seen it. Olenek can get can get choked out for twenty minutes and never pass out. I don't really understand that. Um, I mean that was a, that was a pretty interesting fight. Verdum he he was not into it at all. Olenek was landing big shots easily um, in the first and second round, just landing bombs on him. Um, I'm actually surprised Verdum didn't go down. I figured. Uh, but, you know, those are big guys. They can obviously take big shots. Um, but, I mean, what that means for Olenek, I think that's a that's that's a big win against a, a longtime veteran. So, most likely he'll move up in the ranks. And Verdum, I don't know. Um, is his time done? Do you think, I, you know, do I think he can climb up a little bit more? I don't know. Um, he seemed to do well. He hasn't fought in a long time, but he seemed to do well in the third round. So maybe he just had to get into it more. Maybe if there was a fourth and fifth round, it would have been different. He could have won the final three. Um, but man, Olenek did it again. He had a nice win. So I'm not doubting that guy too, too much in the future, you know, unless he's fighting the top guys in Ganu um, and all those guys. But uh, I mean, so far, listen, all of these fights were phenomenal. And if you if you didn't watch them or you just watched highlights, you should try to find a way. I don't know. I'm sure there's somewhere the full fights on YouTube or something. Someone definitely, um, you know, no one gets caught for copywriting anything. So I'm sure you can find them. But man, this card, this card did very well. It it excelled. It I thought it would do great, but I I think it even did better than what I was expecting. Um, but yeah, uh, only I mean three more fights left. Luke defeating Nico Price. Man. Nico Price's eye was gross, wasn't it? That thing was absolutely just fully closed. I kind of feel bad. But I mean, Dr. Stoppage, that makes complete sense. His eye was closed. Um, and Luke kept landing those uh, left hooks a lot, and that's what closed his eye. So, I mean, if they if they kept going um, into the third round, right, Luke was going to keep landing those, those left hooks because Price wouldn't even be able to see him. You know, you'd have to he'd have to have high guard on, uh, you know, with his right hand, the entire third round, and obviously that wouldn't work out either. So dominant by Luke, he did great against Wonder Boy, and then he he you know he <laughs> knockouts Nico Price by a doctor stoppage. That's really, I mean, that's really impressive. And I mean, he's getting up there in age, ish, you know, thirties, right? But um. I hope I'm not wrong, but I think he's I think he's early 30s. But I mean, I think he's still he's still improving. I've watched him knock out a bunch of people. Um, but man, Nico Price, you know, he was an up and comer. He was really exciting. Great knockout against Vic, and then Luke was easily able to take care of that. So, um, but all credit to to Price. He seems like a really cool guy. He took the doctor stoppage really well. Didn't complain. He knew that um, it was fair. Um, he seemed like a really cool guy 
and that's and that's one of my favorite things about this sport as well is how nice everyone is to each other um there's a few people who seem to always pick fights with others um but at the end of the day after the fights they all seem so nice to each other and that's you don't get that too often in other sports but um especially in this one where people you know put it all you know put their whole body on the line um you know physically mentally um it's cool to see the sportsmanship between everyone um and everyone everyone on this card seemed really cool i know ferguson was a little angry after his loss but you know he made up for it um with what he said in the in the post fight interview so but yeah you know that's one of my favorite things i know that's my dad's favorite thing but yeah um it's just great it's great to see um Man, the early prelims. Why Bryce Bryce Mitchell obliterated Charles Rosa. I 30 30-25 were the judges' scorecards. That's insane. That's the lowest I've ever seen it. Um, six seven years of watching UFC, lowest I've ever seen it. Um, I actually said when we were when we were watching it, I I thought that this could be the lowest score ever. I said. I mean, I said that it could be one of the rounds was a, it could have been like a 10 to one. I mean, Rosa did nothing, right? That was one of the best, best, um, grappling performances I've ever seen. Bryce Mitchell was absolutely insane. And when, you know, my mom, first thing she said is, uh, you know, when he was walking out to the rings, like, oh, his nickname's Thug Nasty. That's kind of weird, but man, right? God, he crushed Rosa. Um, so that, that'll be an interesting, uh. The, a guy that I'm going to look forward to watching because, um, I mean, there's a, you know, there's not too many insane jujitsu guys. Um, right now it seems like, um, a lot of the top guys are just well-rounded. Um, but he was all jujitsu, just all over Charles Rosa the entire time. And Rosa's very, he's a veteran in, you know, he's great on the ground. That's probably his best trait. And Mitchell beat him to, you know, in every which way on the ground. So, I mean, that was the most interesting. That was just, that, I mean, him and Nganu, those those fights were just absolute domination. And, I mean, Nganu really just landed one clean punch and it was over. But from a full 15-minute standpoint, Mitchell was, that was the cleanest, most unchallenged performance of the entire night um, that I saw. So, hopefully that grants him maybe a, a shot on uh you know a main event on a fight night or something but he you know he's got to fight some some top opponents some top grapplers or you throw him in with the you know a uh a top striker and see what happens there but man that was that was a crazy performance i've never seen a 30 24 ever so very interesting but it could you know it could have been more that's a that's three ten eights that guy gave him, but it could have been a ten seven or a ten six in some of those rounds. I mean, Charles Rosa did nothing, honestly. Um, that was the most dominant performance, one hundred percent. And then hey, the first fight of the night, Ryan Ryan Span beating Sam Alvey. Um, Sam Alvey Alvey was able to land a lot of those uh, those left hooks. What he was high, he was creeping those under. He was hitting them. Uh, or right hooks, I'm sorry, right hooks. He kept his left hand low, he barely used it, and then every time Spam would try to come over the top, Alvi was able to bring his right hand over 
Span's uh, left arm and somehow land that right hook over and over the whole night. Um, obviously, Span did very well. Otherwise, um, that's why he won split decision. But Alvia was able to land a lot of clean shots that were, and he was able to take a bunch. I don't think a lot of people could take um, and give that many. Um, but I think I think Sam's only issue he wasn't that fast, and he he went up against the cage a lot of times. And Span was too athletic and, and too good on the feet to uh, be left like that. You know, he clinched up a bunch. They clinched up a bunch of times. But Span won every time um, with I think just sh- sheer strength. But um, you know, man, that that was a great fight to start the night too. I like Sam Alvey. I, I like how you know his name is Smiley um, Sam Alvey or whatever. But uh, you know, that was a cool fight. But yeah, that I mean, those are all the fights. I I have uh. I have no complaints on any fights except the except the girls' fight, except as far as in Waterson, which neither seemed like they wanted to hit each other. That was a little weird. But all the other fights were uh, fantastic fights. And, I mean, imagine if there was a crowd, if this was sold out in Vegas or something. This would be, that probably would have been, you know, the best the best night of all time for the UFC. Um, I know compared to, like, the John Jones fight, um, his last fight, and even Adesanya versus Romero, apparently this did like double the numbers on pay-per-view, which makes sense because places like Buffalo Wild Wings, Dave and Buster's, they're not, normally they would just buy it once and then, you know, you could have hundreds of people watching. Whereas now, if people want to watch, they have to buy it on their own because you, you know, you can't have giant parties. But, um, man, I... I'm happy that I'm happy this this event went well. It only means po- you know positive things for the future. Got two more this week, Wednesday and uh, and Saturday. Some some big fights coming up, so uh, I'm looking forward to those. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give my quick recap um, before I go work out and hang out uh, for the rest of the evening. But um, I Gagey, unbelievable performance. Completely, completely proved me wrong. Hundred percent. I thought Ferguson had it. Submission, knockout in the later rounds. Gagey's cardio held up. It really did. He managed it much better. Um, I don't think what I said in my last episode was wrong, but I, because I think he just managed his energy a lot better in this fight than he has before. Um, and if he can continue doing that, that's gonna that's gonna help him a lot. Against Khabib, he's gonna have to manage it. Because getting put on your back and just beat down over and over for 20 minutes straight is exhausting. Um, Cejudo, it was great, you know, to watch him for the past couple of years or so. Honestly, it was has been completely dominant. It was great to see Cruz again. Um, hopefully, he sticks around. Um, he'll be around one way or another, you know, as a commentator or whatever. Ngannou, unbelievable. I can't wait for the Miocic Cormier to see who fights that man, because I mean Cormier was choking around that he you know that he didn't want to go fight him, but um, he said after the fact you know of course that he would. Um, but in Ganu Cormier fight, and Ganu's got five inches on him, power over him, the reach over him, but no grappling, so that'll be interesting. Um, I mean let's let's. See when the next pay-per-view is, right? You got Nunez June uh, June 9th against Felicia Spencer. Um, 
which I'll give my quick prediction now. Nunez absolutely obliterates and destroys Spencer. Um, I'll be more descriptive in, in the podcast in the future. Um, but, I mean, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see Nunez. Hopefully they had a nice a nice fight to go along with that. Um, now, since Gagey's fighting Khabib, you got what's next for McGregor. Poirier rematch, Diaz trilogy, Ferguson. Um, except Ferguson, I don't think will be ready for a, a July fight. Um, Masvidal, a lot of fights McGregor could do too now. Um, instead of waiting for Khabib, um, I mean this event shaped up. This this is gonna have a huge impact on the future. Cater's gonna need a big fight. Um, Olenek's got to go up in rank. Luke's got to go up in rank, and then Bryce Mitchell's got to get himself on. A big fight. I think he's going to as well. So hopefully, this means that all sports can just learn from whatever the UFC has done, and can and you know we can get everything started, get the NBA back up this summer, get the NFL going in August, um, and maybe you know have college and high school sports um, open up as well. I'm working on some nice. I should be starting a process of making a you know. Some nice feature articles. Um, me and the me and the gang at uh, the Collegian are trying to think of some some nice uh, articles we can uh, write and send out. So I'll have more information on that too. Um, but like always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the fight night as much as I did. It was absolutely insane. Two more this week to satisfy all your sports needs. But um, otherwise, thank you. Have a good one. Stay safe.